Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Food Fight Podcast. I'm Lakshmi Balthasan from EIT Food, Europe's leading food innovation initiative, working to make the food system more sustainable, healthy, and trusted. As you might know, we work with a consortium of startups, scale-ups, entrepreneurs, academics, and industry leaders who are all working together to make a positive impact on our food system. Our partners have just come out of a huge period of grant writing and submission exercise under EU's New Green Deal, where Europe is focused on making our economy more sustainable through turning climate and environmental challenges into opportunities. Just really exciting stuff for our network partners. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the true benefit and power of the EIT Food Network, particularly when it comes to our ecosystem of startups and scale-ups collaborating with our academic and industry partners. So today, I am joined by Stella Spano, who's in charge of fundraising at the University of Aarhus, one of EIT Food's key academic partners who are very active across innovation, education, consumer engagement, and also with the business creation team as one of the hub lead locations for the Seedbed Incubator. Hi, Stella. How are you doing today? Thank you, Lakshmi. Really grateful to be with you today. Brilliant. So to kick off, could you tell us a little bit about your role and what you do at the University of Aarhus? Yes, of course. So I have, as you mentioned, the role of the fundraiser in the Department of Food Science. So that means that I'm supporting our researchers on how they can apply under the different funding schemes, either in Europe or at a national, regional level. But also I have another role, and this is to help them throughout their EIT food activities. And these activities might spam for me from networking for them, from supporting them into building consortia, of course, supporting them during writing their applications. At the same time, as you mentioned, I'm privileged to to be part of one of the programs, that's the Seedbed, coordinated for the Nordics from the Aarhus University as a hub. And this uh, dual role that I have within EIT Food by running one of the business creation programs and with one of the fundraiser, my guess is what skills me to talk about which are the real benefits of this great network towards the, the startups that are supported by EIT Food. Brilliant. And I think, you know, to go back a little bit, you know, you mentioned about Aarhus being part of this great network. Can you tell us a little bit about the link between University of Aarhus and EIT Food and sort of what led you to this getting involved in this partnership? So very early, Aarhus has uh, defined that it, it, sh- it should get on board on the food kicker. For sure. And what we can see in this initiative by the Commission is the fact that this is a network and this is something like a trusted consortium where and a network that could have several benefits and several different activities that 100% are aligned with the Aarhus University strategic goals. So it's not only about jumping on a European Commission project under Horizon 2020 so far. It is more than that. It spams throughout the triangle, and we were definitely interested in building stronger relationships with partners across Europe that were not within our portfolio. So when we joined back in uh, December 2018, the EID Food community, immediately we felt that this is more than a network. It's more than a thematic network that Commission has built. It gives the opportunity to the university to get inspired, to run programs with this entrepreneurial 
element, which is the third element that we wanted to bring in in our educational programs, that we wanted to run uh, closer to commercialization projects with uh, the industry. And of course, all these business creation opportunities that the network has given us to us and to our innovation ecosystem at the same time. So from my understanding, so for you personally, the university has benefited being part of the network and you've enjoyed collaborating with the existing network to leverage that power of the network. But for us, when we work with startups, you know, we really, we talk to startups about, you know, how engaging with university partners, industry partners is a really benefit to them. So tell us a little bit about the benefits that you see from working with some of the startups and scale-ups that you've encountered so far. If we wanted to see the pains that these uh, startups experienced so far and what was, let's say, the gap that this the E80 food community as a family actually is bringing to them is the fact that they had a great risk there to overcome when it was about trust. So the commission program so far, even if it was the SME instrument, the EIC previous program, they were not really targeting startups. So it was very hard for them to gain such a program. The last years of Horizon Europe, this changed for the best of the startups and they abandoned a little bit more the big SME gazelle type that they used to fund. So the other opportunity they had to jump into a soft funding program consortium where they would have a great opportunity for them to connect directly with industries and with partners, university partners, that would give them access to facilities and instruments they don't, of course, have, and also field demo sites for them to test their innovation technology. It was the collaborative programs from the Commission, from Horizon 1320. But they were not really ready to jump into this consortium because the trust was not there from the consortia themselves. Mm. So this is, for, for me, this is a catalytic role that EIT Food plays. The partners that are traditionally very active from the network into this type of collaborative programs in Horizon 2020 and Horizon Europe in the future, they are the ones that are bringing in the startups with great benefits for the startups themselves. Plus, when the startups bringing in a startup within a consortium, Horizon 2021, became a trend, there was this difficulty to engage with the startups early. So they were coming in as a as a add-on element to get some points at the evaluation of the proposal. While in the case that we have partners from the network collaborating with the startups within the network of VAT Food, they have already started working with them beforehand through the innovation Kava. And then it was just a logical flow. Or even if they have not collaborated in the past, just because they have as mentors, let's say, followed their path throughout our incubator or the fun or the rising food stars, the trust was there. They knew that they are in very good hands and they are pretty much following the best practices towards scaling the startup. So they were more welcome, rather more open to welcome them in a consortium. Brilliant. So really what I'm hearing is that this consortium has allowed, given a startups and scale-ups access at the same sort of level that industry and academia used to benefit from these big consortium and grants, 
So it would be really great to give an example. So, you know, our Association of Rising Food Stars, you know, we have this association, exactly what you said, and it's great to hear that it's actually true that they are operating at the same level, have access to funding and partnerships as, as our industry and academic partners. So can you tell us a little bit about your experience about partnering with Rising Food Stars, perhaps give an example from within the consortium and, and actually, you know, any added benefits that's come to you outside of the consortium? Great. Thank you for asking me for this because I was very happily surprised at the deadline of the Green Deal last January when I, I noted down how many consortia we were participating and within those, how many, I, how many startups from the Rising Food Stars I could track. I think like if I had to give a percentage out of the, I think, 50 or 60% of the consortium my organization participated in in the Green Deal was uh, at least participated in one of the rising food stars, which I think it is a very, very big success for these startups that they are collaborating so nicely and closely with these um, universities and the industries that they find very like they believe it's a win-win situation for all of them to participate in such a big programs like the Green Deal ones. Uh, it's really amazing to hear that, you know, from the relationships you've established by being part of the EIT Food Network, you've been able to sort of expand that and apply for additional funding through the other instruments available from the EU. So what benefits does working with a startup specifically bring to University of Oahu? So you've explained, you know, the benefits of that startups and scale-ups receive, you know, having access to the sort of deep technical expertise within your university. But what are some benefits that you see that the university has benefited from by working with the scale-ups? How we see our collaboration between the university and the startups, we are working on the fundamental side of an innovative idea, but we need somebody to test that. And the big companies, they are sometimes hard to move. So they see the opportunity, but they are not the first ones that will experiment with that. So when we are tapping, let's say, into the cellular food, we experienced that it was so easy for us to collaborate with the left farms from the rising food stars, where we are, we're having great collaborations with a bunch of big companies within Denmark and across Denmark and Europe, but they are there to listen and see the first results of this collaboration. But it is very difficult for them to commit into a collaboration that it is materialized through a budget or in a consortium. So this is exactly how we see hand in hand accelerating the knowledge that can be combined and created between an academic organization and a startup, which are pioneers in, the, in their field. That's so interesting because you don't typically hear of that, right? You usually hear of like academics partnering, looking for industry partners, but it's really refreshing to hear that through the EIT Food Network and through the Rising Food Stars Association, academia is actually looking to partner with scale-ups to really bring the ideas that you're building in-house to market. So that's a brilliant example. Thank you for sharing that. And in your opinion, I think you've already given us a, a good overview, but like, you know, your top three, three key takeaways for why do you think it's worth to join the EIT Food Network of Partners? For me, the most surprising takeaway 
or my aha moment when I joined and I experienced now and I look back and see how it was collaborating with the, the network it's the personal relationship. So when you are part of this network, it might sound cliche, I don't know, it might not be, but you don't feel that it's just a network. It, it works, it operates like a family. The commission, when they decided to make this trusted group of thematic networks, my guess is that they wanted some partners that could collaborate at many levels, but at the same time, give them the opportunity to build the same mindset. And this is the other added value that I see coming from being part of EIT Food. So we are collaborating, but we are co-creating and we are co-creating a mindset towards the greatest challenges out there for the food system, but also how we can educate together the young talent. We are tapping into the less explored innovation fields together, where it is about circular food or whether it's about self-food. We are also doing the same uh, around wasted food and so many other aspects. I think across the focus areas of EIT Food, there are small parts that they have not been enough explored and we are doing it together. The third very good reason for somebody to be part of this network, that would be that your network will never be enough. So joining a network that you never had the links or you never had this connection with before. And this was the Aarhus University case. So we were connected really well within the national, at a national level, at a regional level, within the Nordics, at a European level, but not in this concrete way with so many different organizations. So then this network, EIT Food, is just the beginning. It's a platform. It is an opportunity to scale our ideas, whether it's innovation, whether it's in a business creation programs, whether it is about innovative technologies close to reach the market, but it is also a step that can help the participants, the members, the people that come from outside, inside, to explore new collaborations within Horizon Europe from now on. I love that. It definitely sounds like we're doing our job well by connecting the three key pillars to disruptive and innovate in the food system. So is there any particular areas for all of our listeners out there who might be really intrigued to partner a little bit more with Aarhus University academics? Is there any areas of particular strength that you see that your university provides and where can people go to find out more information if they want to connect with you? So there's always the link to the university. We have five different faculties. We spam, of course, from social sciences and arts to food and agroecology. We're very strong in uh, sustainable agriculture, sustainable aquaculture. And then when it's coming down to food, with whether it is alternative proteins, whether it is food for health, whether it comes down to digitalizing the the food chain all these elements could be tracked within our website and i will be more than happy if anyone would like to tap into the expertise of my department the food science one or he would love to be connected to any other department or any other faculty across the university i will be more than happy to play this role brilliant thank you very much so 
Basically, if you are a startup or a scale-up and you're interested in tapping into the expertise of University of Aarhus, it's definitely worthwhile joining the EIT Food Network, either through our startup programs or through participating in the Rising Food Stars Association. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Stella. So this has been the Food Fight Podcast. And if you want to find out more about EIT Food, please check out eitfood.eu or hit us up on Twitter at EIT Food. Thank you very much, everyone. Keep fighting for a better food future and see you very soon. Thank you.